installment of the yummy coco show this is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches music interviews and games i'm your host yummy coco aka colette prosper i'm a comedy writer and filmmaker on this show we talk about everything from uh pete davidson starting to follow kim k on instagram oh my goodness maybe i should start following the both of them maybe i should start doing that too uh also new york times has been getting shit for their shitty takeover of wordle um i didn't do the wordle of the day today but uh it, it it does seem like a little trolling for me like cynic was was one cock was another the other day i'm like are you trolling me uh maybe other people feel like that too anyway this week we have the wonderful april rock chatting with me about writing roller skating and more towards the end of our talk i am completely starstruck so listen up for that but first up some housekeeping if you like this show please give it five stars or if you even like it more, give it a review. It's how people can find the show. So help me out and I help you out. I don't know how I'll help you out, but let me know. Send me a, send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know how I can help you out in a, uh, you know, in a, in a, in a safe, uh, kind of innocent, playful way. Anyway, um, I'm rambling, so let's just kick off the show with a sketch. It's a Dr. Marissa cephalopod sketch, and it's called Euphoria Hearts Love is Blind. It's it's weird, I, I but whatever. Here you go. Sketch. Sketch. My name is Dr. Marissa Cephalopod, and I'm a bird-certified psychologist. And yes, I'm also an octopus who lives at an aquarium in Little Ferry, New Jersey. Join me as I chat with patients from all walks of life, including superheroes. These are their stories. Dr. Marissa, your 8 a.m. appointment is here. Oh, oh my, what a tank. Next time, don't scare me with your intense vibe, Fezco from the show Euphoria. What up, doctor? My bad. It's been a rough couple weeks since you left me in Cancun after we fell in love on Love is Blind. Oh, dear. I just didn't think you were ready for marriage to a blue octopus therapist. Nah, you good. Please stick to the humans that you're used to, Fez. I feel you, but you, you know I really care about you, Dr. Marissa. Oh, I care about you, Fez. Listen, brah, I don't know what type of fucked up shit you got going inside your head. I don't know how to help, but I could tell you one thing. What we shared in the Love is Blind pods was real. It's too much for me, Fez. You should leave. 
Our love is... It, it's too much. Nah, you good. But Ashtray got me all the way to New Jersey so I could see you so we can gonna be having this conversation. Oh. Oh, you're right, Fez. I owe you that. What is it that you want? What do you want to know? Why you leave me in Cancun? You're like the coolest being I met in the pod. And I got to meet Nick and Vanessa Lachey. I don't know. I was afraid. We got so close, so fast. I told you about my life in the ocean, in the aquarium. I feel that, but I opened up to you too. We talked about Stand By Me and shit. I know. I love that movie. I guess I just wasn't ready to believe that I could form a romantic connection through a blind dating pod. Me too, but it happened. Anyways, listen bro, I gotta cut soon. But can I tell you something? What is it, Fez? Dr. Mercer, I want to let you know you fucking fearless. And talking to you was one of the best parts of being on Love is Blind. Yeah, right. Why are you always doing that shit? What is it that you think I do? I don't know, like doubting yourself and shit. Do I really do that? Kinda, but I got a jet. Ashtray's waiting outside. That kid? That's not a kid. That's my business partner. All right, I got it. I'm gonna let you go now. Have a good night. But hold up, Fez. Wait a second. Yeah? When the night has come. Oh, Dr. Marissa, hell yeah. the land is dark and the moon is the only light we see. I got something in my fucking eye. No, I won't be afraid. Oh, I won't be afraid just as long as you stand. Stand by me. I'm gonna stand by you, Dr. Marissa. Stand by me, Fezco. I'm gonna see you at that altar, Dr. Marissa. Yes. A thousand times, yes. Oh, Dr. Marissa, hell yeah. And there you have it. Another breakthrough. Join us next time. I am Dr. Marissa, octopus therapist. Awesome. So let's get into my talk with comedy writer April Rock. Hey, April. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming to on to talk to me. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, okay, so my name is April Rock, originally from Connecticut, currently living in California, specifically the Valley. <laughs> Love the Valley. Yeah. Um, and I started uh, 
with sketch comedy and now I'm kind of just working on uh, scripted content and short films and um, just kind of doing the dang thing. Awesome. So we're going to talk about The Valley uh, (laughs) because I I don't think I've ever talked to anyone about The Valley. I live in South L.A. Mm -hmm. and I spend a lot of time. So but where I live on the like in that song, This Is How We Do It, where he says a party here on the west side, he means party in South L.A., but like the western part of South L.A. So that's where I live. So I live in Uh Nipsey Hustle. This is how we do it country. And so we hang out mostly in like, yeah, land, like in the Game of Thrones. If if you look at L.A. like Game of Thrones, I I guess I live in, um, I don't know, wherever the black people live. (laughs) The black (laughs) people live somewhere in Game of Thrones. That's where I live. But you live in the valley. I'm in the valley and I just, I love Which is maybe it like because... Winterfell. Is that like Winterfell? <laughs> I wish I watched Game of Thrones enough to understand <laughs> these references. But for now, I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the valley because I feel like people love to hate it. And I get it. It's like farther away from whatever people like to yeah. do. But... I lo- I'm going to keep my happy behind here with my two parking spots within yeah. a mile of like two Whole Foods and my nice. Ralphs and the mall and an Erewhon and my balcony and my central air and heat at an affordable price. While Ooh. everybody else wants to talk mess, I'm just going to keep my happy <laughs> behind here in my two bedroom, two bathroom apartment. But y'all have fun though in your food deserts and whatnot. <laughs> Yes. Um. Yeah. And I, I actually kind of do live in a food desert because <laughs> like we, um, they closed our Ralph's, which is the closest Ralph's to me. They closed it, um, during the pandemic because wow. there was this whole thing with people asking for fair pay, you know, people want to be paid fairly. Like right? human rights. I don't know. I've ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's such a foreign concept. And so people were like, hey, you know, that's a pandemic. I'm working. I'm a first you're calling me a first responder. I work in a grocery store and I need to be this. The work I do, the pay needs to be commensurate with that. And so Mm -hmm. Ralph was like, "Okay, I see you. We're just going to close you down. So we haven't had a supermarket. So we have to drive to Culver City to go to the market. Oh, my gosh. Culver. And, you know, I I don't know why that it's not funny, but it's funny to think about a grocery store. (laughs) It's like Abbott Elementary funny. (laughs) Like, I've never heard of like, yeah, our grocery store closed because you always need groceries. Like, no matter what someone is always going to be there so for a Ralph's to close it's like oh damn <laughs> yeah and and what's most foul is just that they close because they just didn't want to have to pay people extra pay money people they're like we yeah. got the we got the goods and we know y'all need it we just don't feel like it so yeah <laughs> you can go to yeah, like, City for that. that's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. just <laughs> really really fucked up but uh, this is this is my you know this is how we do it area, um, mm-hmm. so that's that's how that's they good. do it in this area basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
we are yes we're going to talk about the valley we're going to talk about yes. roller skating because in addition to being a comedy writer and you've worked with people like charlotte lauritsen who i really love i'd love to meet her she's haitian super cool she works on grand crew currently um mm-hmm. so you you're doing all this writing but you're also an avid roller skater so i want to talk to you about roller skating because i <laughs> i got some skates i got some really cute floral uh impala skates and i really like they them. are and cute I, and I go, thank you so much because we've gone roller skating together we did uh outdoor rink so it was very safe we we stayed mm-hmm. safe um, you know in the pandemic how did roller skating come into your into your life was writing with what like the chicken and the egg story like was it writing Looking first and then roller skating or other way around i would say yeah. um for me i guess writing i've always been writing but i used to always roller skate um i'm not a great roller skater i used to go to the rink and you're Birkenfield. pretty good oh thank you so much okay <laughs> so you how, how did roller skating come into your life so I was definitely an active kid, like when I was younger. Um, I think it's because I was pleasantly plump and my mom wanted to keep me fit. <laughs> um, but so she always had me in sports, you know, like I played tennis. Um, I uh, tried soccer until I realized I hated running. I remember being five years old and like being on a soccer field and being like, this is not for me. Thank you so much yeah. though for the opportunity. <laughs> That's like my son. Yeah. Specifically, I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing. Oh, gosh. I just remember it so clearly being on a field with a bunch of other kids. We're not here to talk about soccer. Anyways. I know, know, but like the ball, the ball would just roll past. Like, I guess somebody will get that. I was like, you want me to run and kick? Don't do this. (laughs) No, thank you. No, two stars will recommend. (laughs) exactly and so um I had a pair of roller blades and so I would roller blade like up and down my driveway all the time I would roller blade up and down my street and then my mom actually put me and my brother in they had morning programs at my school so it was before school started um they had some morning programs and one of them was like a roller skating camp or roller blading so I was just roller blading uh, it must have been like 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. or something so early, but I had so much fun because we would be like playing basketball on the skates and just rolling around, listening to music, whatever. Um, and then I would go to the rinks as a kid too. Then once I started to get older, you know, time passed and I went to college and I would go to the rinks in because I went to Pepperdine University. And so I would go to the rinks in out in L.A., Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so the closest rink was Northridge Skateland. And so, you know, they would have like college nights and, you know, the black student union at my school, we would throw skate nights and we would go or I would just go with my friends. And I was like, this is so fun, but I'm just so jealous of the people that can actually skate, like really yeah. skate. And so do tricks and stuff like flips. Yeah, I wanted to do that so bad. I just wanted to like skate backwards and, you know, be like roll bounce and do all and just dance to the music because I feel like I'm the kind of person who also I like to think I can dance, but I can't like so I feel like or I felt like skating would be the 
a happy medium for me because I'm like, if I can groove on skates, then I'll feel like I'm actually dancing, you know? Yeah. Um, Because it's almost like it feels like flying. Like if you if you're really in like a groove, there's good music and yeah, you're flowing, you're going and then you're moving like languid and yeah, exactly. And so I asked someone there, I was like, how did you get so good? Da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah, you got to get your own skates. That's how it all starts. And I was like, dang, okay, so I got to get my own skates. Um, but I also still wanted to try practicing. So while I was at <laughs> Pepperdine, I remember seeing that Skateland had classes on um, Saturday mornings for all ages and so I called them and I was like hey so I see you guys have classes for all ages I was like do you really mean all ages because I'm grown and I want to learn how to skate and they were like yeah you're you're thinking like babies you're thinking like little kids Uh exactly I'm like I just want to make sure that I'm good to go and they're like yeah yeah all ages like come through for sure and I try whenever I get nervous about stuff like that. I'm just like, April, you just got to go. It's okay to go by yourself. Like, be confident. Who cares? Yeah, da, 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 da. Yes. So I'm like, you know, I must have been like 19, had a just had a car learning to drive in California. I wake up on a Saturday morning and I like take myself to Skateland at like for their 9 a.m. class, expecting all ages, right? And when I tell you the oldest person other than me was six I mean that <laughs> so they were little kids <laughs> they were little kids every single one of them tiny tiny tots but I was still like April you are not too proud to learn how to skate with six-year-olds do it like go to this class take this class and have a good time and so I did the class you drove um, all that way exactly so I had to do it yeah <laughs> And there are, you know, six-year-olds who are eating me, like, eating me up. They are, you know, bending down on one knee, doing tricks, da-da-da-da, because they're good. Um, And then there are the beginners. So I'm, you know, kind of in the middle, just trying to figure it out. And mind you, I still don't have my own skates. So I was like, I did that, and I was like, oh, April, what are we doing here? (laughs) And so then I didn't go for a while, and then... For once I graduated college as a birthday slash graduation gift, my mom got me a pair of custom skates from Skate Fanatics. That's where people sent me. They told me to go to this place called Skate Fanatics, which is in Paramount, California, and they can turn any shoe into a skate. It's so cool. And so I went there. They got me a pair. I got a pair of skates there. And I was like, yeah, I heard they had lessons uh, at uh, one of the rinks in Glendale. And he kind of looked at me. He was like, no, don't go there. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, okay. Um, Well, where should I go? And he was like, what you need to do is you need to go to Skateland on Tuesday mornings, 10 a.m., ask for Coco. And I was like, what kind of cryptic national treasure has like <laughs> I know you're, you're Nicholas Cage on a mission yeah exactly I'm like I go to the bottom of my skate and I like rub it with rubbing alcohol and there's a map on it <laughs> like, and, and like um, a genie comes out I don't know anyway. exactly yeah and so I was like okay sure 
And he was like, uh, go there, ask for Coco, blah, blah, blah. And so I get my skates and I actually went on Sunday first. That was their grown folks role. And it was, you know, just like old school night. Um, and I went on and I'm trying to skate and this guy comes up to me named Robin and he was just like, okay, don't worry. Like I got you, we're gonna get you good. And so he gets me in the center and he's teaching me these things and just like really helping me with my confidence. And it's just so, it was just really nice to see how supportive everyone was. Um, yeah. and so, then, so so back, uh, back up for a second, because like yeah. you could, so you could like go around in a circle without falling yeah but like you were but he was trying to build up your confidence to like do a trick yeah because i wanted to you know i wanted to skate backwards i wanted to be able to lift my legs up i wanted to i just saw people doing stuff and i was like i don't know where to start but i want to do that yeah. and so he was just he just grabbed my hand and was just just started teaching me. I don't even remember what he taught me, but he just started teaching me. And it turns out that he didn't even live in LA. He's from San Diego and he would drive to Skateland every Sunday just because he loves skating. And I feel like that's such a um, representation of all skaters, honestly, because it's like, once you're in it, you are in it. I know people who have flown to Barcelona for a skate first skate um, meetups for like two wow. weeks at a time just because they love it so much you know it's really like a skate life when they say skate life they mean skate life <laughs> yeah like like the tattoo on like tupac like skate life instead of thug life yeah exactly. that's serious yeah um because you you told me about and i watched it right away there's a really great documentary on hbo called united skates it's uh, mm -hmm. produced by John Lennon, uh, John Lennon, John Legend. <laughs> and it's really all about, it focuses, they they do mention the rink kind of sort of because they talk to Salt and Peppa and they talk to Naughty by Nature. And so they kind of mm -hmm. mention, they don't even mention the rink by name. The rink is where I used to go in Bergenfield um, because a lot of rappers used to go there and perform. Um, but it, it focuses mostly on LA, which is where like, NWA started and um, you know a lot of these a lot of these um, like rap groups that that are legendary now this is where they got their start mm -hmm. were, were like these roller rinks um, so what I didn't know was that they're like different styles yeah roller skating. So you were learning like an LA style yeah Robin. yeah I was from Robin and then I did end up meeting Coco the person that they had uh, the people at Skate Fanatics told me to go and meet, and she taught me so much more. Tuesday morning skates, be, skating from 10 to 12 became like the thing that I looked forward to every week after work. I would go because I worked mornings at the time. I worked at Equinox, um, a gym, and I would work from 4.45 to 9, and then I would go straight to the rink on Tuesdays and then skate from 10 to noon, and then I would just, like, go home and crash. But they just taught me so much, and there's such a community there and different styles, and it's just so much more detailed than I think people think or think people realize. At one point, one of my jobs um, had me in Utah, and I was skating there, um, you know, I found a rink and I started going to skate there and people were coming up to me and they were like, 
oh, you're not from here. Like, you don't skate like you're from here. You're from, where are you from? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from LA. And they're like, yeah, we could tell. And I was like, that's crazy how people can just, they just know just like that. Yeah, because you mentioned the movie Roll Bounce, and Roll Bounce is set in mm-hmm. Chicago. And and Chicago has, like, some really wild skate moves. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very bold. So does uh, Detroit does this, like, slide where it's just, like, there you you have to move out of the way or else you're gonna <laughs> they're gonna crash into you yeah so like those utah people they knew that you were not from there what what kind of style that do they do over there you know it was interesting i noticed that they do a lot of um they adapt from different places but it seemed like a lot of the stuff that was original to them was a lot of choreographed slower moves not necessarily in the center but as they went around the rink they did a lot of stuff in unison um, which was so fun to watch and to watch them with the you know just to watch them groove and stuff Um, and even what they taught me they taught me so much too and so Um, like your your style is is like how would you describe your style man I don't know and see here's the thing I feel like such a phony when I talk about it because I have friends who are really really good and I'm just kind of like you can't see my hands because this is a podcast but like (laughs) you know my (laughs) friends are like really really good and I'm just kind of like maybe a little above the middle just in comparative to them so I feel like they have such a clear style and me I just like realized what I like um in being in Utah I realized that I for sure love rinks I'm more of a rink person than being like outside and because I, I have a lot of friends who love Venice Beach they go there all the time oh, the um, and I yeah the boardwalk and they have a skate plaza um yeah I have to go there it's really is fun it is it smooth enough yeah it's, it's kind of oh, okay no it's perfect it's like um it's smoother than where we skated oh oh okay yeah. so yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I should I should check it out. I think you would like it. And so they, people, people go there all the time. They have friends who love that. And I just realized I'm more of a rink person who kind of likes to stay in the center and just figure stuff out there. Uh, I'm not that good of a groover, but it's what I'm working on. I'm trying to work on just being good in the center and stay in a confined space and kind of be like, okay, well, what can I do within this small circle without leaving it? That's kind of the game that I like to play whenever I'm at a rink. And I just love uh, the music. Like I love having a DJ. Um, And if I see people doing something, I love learning from them. Everybody is really... Uh, for the most part, very inclusive at ranks. It can be intimidating when people are really good, but if you catch them in a moment where they're, you know, at a break, you can ask, hey, how did you do that? And then they'll teach, they'll literally teach you like that. It's so welcoming. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the thing about in United States is what you learn is mm-hmm. that it's a dying breed. Like the, yeah. these, there were so many roller rinks, like, I guess it was sort of like a mid-century thing maybe, or, or before that, before the fifties, you had all of these like roller rinks it was very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
as you know you get into the 80s and more and more of these uh and then in in especially now more and more of these places would just shut down and become something else like um one of the reasons why i feel like the rink wasn't mentioned in united skates is because it's now a sears it's like a sears uh garden supply store or something like that uh, and then who knows if that is is even there because i haven't been back to my hometown a long time so like um in mm -hmm. sears went bust so who knows what's in that in that space right now but that used that's to so be true all right yeah yeah so like that used to be that used to be my neighborhood roller rink and uh i always wanted to go to the roxy that was in the city but i i never went i was too young by the time it fizzled out um there's a mm -hmm. great scene in the movie they all laughed um where like john ritter from three's company he's following dorothy stratton he played a pi and he keeps falling in the in the roller rink but that was at the roxy so like um one of the movies we were talking about um like when we went roller skating together was roll bounce because that was huge and that that's mm -hmm. all about like skate style and and doing different tricks uh yeah. was that like a big influence on you that movie yeah I mean, little bow wow a little bow wow. <laughs> i love me some little bow wow when i was a kid yeah oh my gosh. Um, little bow little romeo <laughs> yeah little romeo and then uh uh who do you call it too um nick uh nick cannon carries nick cannon Mariah Carey's mm -hmm. ex-husband yeah okay megan good was in it too you oh, know it's yeah, crazy oh my God, I, yes <laughs> i haven't seen that movie in so long and i keep saying i need to rewatch it because it's only right considering my personality and <laughs> how skating is my personality at this point yeah. uh but I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember watching it, yeah, as a kid and being like, oh, this is, this is really, uh, this is really cool. But I, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't until I came to LA and really saw people doing it for myself that I was like, wow, I need to be doing this. How, how do I get like them? You know, yeah. I had to like literally see it for myself to be like, oh, wow. This is this is so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then it's also through roller skating that you have been inspired to write different stories. So like you have this really awesome short that I read, um, super sweet. Um, and it has to do with uh, adult skating. And so like a, the adult skate, which I also learned in the in the doc is, uh, I guess, like a euphemistic term for like the black skate the like it's uh you know the the people of color skate like um there's the adult skate there's uh, they don't call it urban but they call it like different gro grown grown right. folks they grown have like folks, different names yeah. for it um so can you can you tell us a little bit about um like adult like the adult skate that you would attend like with uh with coco um because like yeah. Lucy nash used to go there uh, Gammy from Red Table Talk. Like, what was yeah. that? What was that all like? It was. And really, what did you learn? Yeah, I feel like. So yeah, that was what I would do after work uh, on Tuesdays. I called it the Coffee Club, and it was in Skate the Coffee Land. Club. They called it the Tuesday Morning <laughs> Coffee Club, and they had. I have a hat. I have a Tuesday Morning Coffee Club hat. They had shirts every week. Someone would bring in like treats and whatnot. Like every oh, now and wow. then I, I would bring in like something from Ralph's, just, you know, stuff for people to snack on and just because have a you, good time. Because of, uh, by virtue of living in the Valley, 
you have you have access to all these supermarkets. So it was just it was no Girl, thing to just like go get some snacks. It wasn't no thing. <laughs> Baby, it wasn't no thing. I just get off from work, drive right across the street. Wow. <laughs> to the wow, supermarket. so accessible. Yeah, and there's parking. <laughs> and so park. exciting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, and then you're like, hey everybody, here's here's the bounty of my of my privilege. <laughs> Of my privilege, yep. <laughs> Living in Winterfell, the Winterfell of Game of Thrones, Los Angeles. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so what did, what did you learn? <laughs> right. And so it was just, it was really fun because there were people, you know, you go in, you start skating, the it's grown folks role, but it was honestly a little mixture of, it was 30 plus. That's the thing. It was, I forgot to mention that that skate was specifically 30 plus. And I remember looking at it and being like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not 30 plus. Like I, and so I remember going and asking on like that Sunday before the Tuesday and asking to speak to the manager and being like, (laughs) listen, Uh like, I don't want any trouble. I just want to skate on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> I was told specifically to come here. I I just want to skate and learn. Um, can I please be the exception? And she was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I guess that's okay. And, you know, her and I, we're like friends on Facebook now and whatever. So, like, obviously it's fine. But I remember so being this so isn't, nervous. This isn't Coco. Coco wasn't no. the manager. No, she wasn't the manager. She was just a, a woman that skated there every week. Okay. And and so I remember getting that approval and then being ready to, in case she wasn't there on Tuesday, to be like, she said I could if they were like, wait a second, you don't look I like don't want any trouble. Plus. I don't want any trouble. I just want to skate. So dramatic. Wow. And- so I went and it was like me at first it was like me and then there was like a gap in age and then it was just like grown folks like OG skaters just like really really good like 50 Um, plus it wasn't 30 yeah it it wasn't 30 plus. plus it was like 50 plus and and then it was just me and so for a while you know every now and then there would be uh, people coming in and I left to go film for a little while and then I came back and there was a little bit of a younger crowd which was super cool but at the time it was like for a while just me and then these like older people and <laughs> I was nervous at first but everyone was so nice and I would start you know I would skate and if they saw me struggling you know they would just give me tips they'd be like okay well here's what you need to do or you need to focus on the basics or da 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 and actually for the first what maybe two or three weeks Coco wasn't there and I remember being like I wonder where Coco is like who is this Coco that everybody's talking about because they were all like oh you got me Coco you got me Coco I'm like who is that and so then one week she she came and Literally the first thing she was like, who are you? Not like, who are you? But she was like, (laughs) she was like, hi, uh, okay, come to the center. I'm gonna teach you something. And I, I go to the center and she was like, okay, let me see you. Like, she was just kind of trying to assess me essentially to figure out where I was at. She was like, okay, let me see. Cause this is grown folks skate. So she, she wants to know, are you grown folks? Are you grown or not? 
Yeah. She was like, let me see you break. And so I, I kind of showed her. It was weak. What's like, a break? Like how I stopped. You know, oh. literally just like, let me see how you stop. Okay, let me see how you turn around. Let me see how you do this. And she was like, okay, okay. Well, this is what you need to be doing. And then just started, you know, teaching. And it, every single person there was essentially a different version of Coco in that they would teach me the basics. Or if a, a song came on, they'd be like, like the, the older men, if a song came on, they'd be like, okay, bro, let's go. I had a really good yeah. friend that I look forward to seeing every week. His name was Harold. He unfortunately passed last year, but he had this afro and would always wear a chain a gold chain and had an afro and I would see him every week and whenever like a fun song came on he would just grab my arm and we would practice like skating together and so it's just like different things like that is what I feel like I learned and by the end I remember like right before I left one of the ladies was like you my baby you don't know you my baby, but you my baby. <laughs> and so it's just really, and I brought my mom, whenever my mom would come to visit, I would bring her. She never skated, yeah. but she just enjoyed listening to the music and right. uh, enjoying the other people's company and the snacks. So she wouldn't put, she wouldn't put the skates on? Oh, of course not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I still but keep trying to get her. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, you know, but, what hap- but what happened though, because is Skateland... You know, again, like oh, all of these right. roller rinks have been closing here, yeah. like left and right, World on Wheels, the rink and Bernie Field, like I mentioned. Closed. Yeah. Skateland just closed, which is such wow. a shame because it was the one that was closest to me in the valley. <laughs> and uh-huh. now because the the closest one to me that I'm comfortable going to is Chino or Fountain Valley, which is a cool 50 miles. Each of them are 50 miles. Oh, Wow. But so, so talk about like, what do you, what do you mean by comfortable? Yeah. Like the the places I'm comfortable going are a cool 50 miles out, you know, Chino is skate express and then fountain Valley is in fountain Valley, which is um, it's actually not far from you probably because you're in South LA. So it's a little bit closer, but for me, that's a 50 miles. Yeah. I just think that in, in it, they highlight it in the, the doc United skates, how there are certain rinks that will more or less they discriminate against certain wheels on skates like saying oh you can't skate here unless you have x y and z but it's like only black skaters will have x y and z so it's like why are you not letting certain people come in and do that when they can do it at other rinks and then they're claiming like oh, well, we don't let anybody come in like that. And then they have clear footage of, you know, white people with that kind of, with those kind of skates skating in their facilities. So it's kind of like, why would I want to be somewhere or give them the time to do that? Give them that, give them my money if that's what they're about, you know? Yeah, because that, yeah, that was definitely a a, a big aspect of, of United Skates was that, you know, there are all these uh, rinks like World on Wheels in uh, somewhere, somewhere here in South LA used to be maybe Inglewood. Um, So you have all these roller rinks uh, where people could go, uh, even like the Bloods and the Crips would go and like safely skate. There would be fights in the, in the parking lot, but like there would be, it's a safe, it was a safe space for people. Um, and so you have all these these spots closing down, and so 
in in the United States, you see how like there's this family that goes way out. I don't know where they went. They were in LA, but they went way out somewhere and then they got turned away because of their like the way their their skates looked. And they also pointed out like, oh, this person, that person has the same exact skate. And it was like, oh well. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. And that rink in the dock, that's the one that when I went to get my skates, they told me don't go to. They were like, don't go there. Yeah, they just have a a not great history. So and and also it's about the music too that they play. So it's like if they're go if I'm going, I'm gonna wanna like the music that they're playing too. And if they're not gonna play, you know, what I'm into, then it's just not gonna be enjoyable for me. You know, I can only listen to the because they're they're just gonna play like top forty. I was gonna say I can only listen to the top forty, but so many times before I want to hear like (laughs) too short. (laughs) Yeah, that really is a testament again to how important skating is to certain people in the community because even with it being so far, I try to commit to going to the rink at least once a week. You know, why wow, you go out there, you go to Fountain Valley. Yeah, because it's like and I know other people who do that, too, who commute because they, they just kind of back to Robin, my friend, my first skating friend that I met, who was like, I come from San Diego. It's like, oh, now I'm one of those without even thinking about realizing it. I'm like, oh, now I'm one of those people who who will yeah on a Wednesday or a Thursday night, wait for traffic to die down, then drive out to Fountain Valley uh, to be there at 9.30 p.m. and then stay until, like, midnight and then go home, you know? Wow. In the in your mask, like, what's it like now? Yeah, I haven't been recently just because the numbers, uh, the COVID numbers are a little bit higher than I am comfortable with, um, which is why I'm yeah. trying to settle for just, like, being outside, even though I don't like it as much. Um, but... Yeah, there aren't rules. I know that outside of LA County, there isn't a mask mandate. So I'm just like, I'll just wait until stuff dies down a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so, so basically, like if you were to go, there are a lot of people rocking just face, just face out. Just a little naked, naked Their face. face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, naked face. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So I get it. That's why I'm waiting a little bit, just because I personally know that that's would stress me out a little bit. But um, when the numbers were lower, I was there usually on Thursdays. Thursdays was a really fun night to go to Fountain um, to go to Skate Express and Chino. I and it's funny because they're both equidistant from me. It just I like the drive yeah. to Skate Express better. So that's the one that I would go to. Yeah. Uh, that's like on the five or something. So it's like a, yeah, it's, it's a clearer it, road. Or yeah. like the two, the 210, because it goes like out to San oh. Bernardino and then versus the oh, Fountain wow. Valley is just the 405 South. I don't know why I'm not into mm-hmm. that drive, but <laughs> they're both fine. Yeah, 405 is. Yeah, I mean, I imagine like the four or five. We don't have to talk about traffic, but like their 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 pockets, their pockets where you're just like you're just sitting there for a while, yeah, a little bit. It, and yeah, and so you know, and then the same people that I saw because during COVID, you know, skating became very popular, and I was in Utah for a lot of COVID, but then I came back and I was going and I started going to Mar Vista, which is where you and I uh, skated. Yeah, and. You know, before the Venice Skate Plaza and before the rinks opened, that place was pa 
been like every wow. night someone had a speaker a giant speaker they would put in the middle excuse me people would you know pull up uh maybe five or six and then you know it's still summer so the sun's not setting until nine people are there teaching lessons there's a guy named downtown sam who i met actually in um at, at coffee club but he started teaching uh -huh. lessons in um at, at mar vista and he see you know he's in venice beach oh, wow. a lot and so he's teaching it's he's called downtown sam because he teaches a, a dance called the downtown there's 12 moves and he knows he's really good at all of them and good at teaching them so he'll he you know he has a class where he teaches the downtown um can you do it can you do the downtown i can do downtown one through four it gets really crazy <laughs> after I can do five. I can do five actually. It gets really crazy after five. <laughs> so, so you can get halfway downtown before I can get, you have to turn back turn around. back around and go uptown. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, okay, Sorry, yeah, you're getting there. I'm getting there, baby steps. <laughs> you're halfway there. I'm halfway there, and so you know, it was popping like people skate like just a great community and so now with the rigs opening I think it's been easier for people to find out which community is you know they enjoy being at the the most so for people for people interested in because I I've seen here and there on TikTok like mm -hmm. women who who want to skate and it'll be like it'll be like you know a two minute like a really quick like one to two minute video of like a woman showing like her early the early days of learning how to skate and then it, she evolved the woman evolves into i don't even know the uh handle but i've seen it a few times where like they evolve into like these like <coughs> skaters that can do tricks and, and stuff so like who are who do you look to like on tiktok or like um instagram for like for inspo for like, yeah you know oh, tricks that's a good question um honestly that's a good question I feel like there's a lot of them that I yeah have just met in passing and have become friends with too that are just so so amazing um I don't remember their handle specifically but I have like um my friends Mike Mar Mariah um, there's this girl named Cree who's fantastic, Camry, Sierra, Kells, um, uh, Angelique, she is one of, she was one of my teachers. Um, there's this girl mm -hmm. named Aaliyah, there's Kelsey, Trish, like, I wish I could name everybody, but those are just the ones right, right. <laughs> that, that are, that are kind of like a little closer to, I guess, my age that are on the Instagram social yeah. media scene that are posting consistently that are just really, I enjoy watching them. I enjoy learning from them. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, spending time at the rink with them and just absorbing all of their goodness and information <laughs> and, and stuff yeah, like right. that. But, you know, I really have to say, I learned a lot from the, just the skate, the skate the coffee club you know they taught me the base the the foundation and um everyone else has just been really good encouragement as we learn together there are some people who like kells i met at the coffee club and she when i came back from utah she taught me a lot um and mm -hmm. gave me a lot of confidence as i you know picked skating back up and 
um, Angelique too taught me so much. It's yeah. Again, I feel like I can name so many people, <laughs> um, but yeah. it <clears throat> it's really fun to uh, see everyone's progress too. And I feel like a lot of people ask, they're like, oh, how do you, you know, how do you learn the tricks? How do you do this? How do you do that? And some, and the first person who told me, like, again, back to when I was like, how do I learn? They were like, you have to get your own skates and you have to come regularly. I asked, I was like, how often is regularly, you know? And they were like, well, I'm here three days a week. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm here three days a week too. And I wasn't, but it was more of like two days a week because then I was doing coffee club and then I would go on like Friday nights um, or coffee club and then Wednesday nights or Sunday nights too. And that gets expensive. A lot of these spots, it's like $20. Yeah. and I mean, where we went skating is free, but like, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. But when you want to go to a rink, it becomes expensive, but it's so, it's like your, it's like therapy for a lot of people, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it gets pricey. When I was in Utah, actually, it worked out because they had a um, a membership. I had a m- membership to a rink where wow. it was like 25 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about talk about Utah, because you worked on mm-hmm. uh, a sort of like Saturday Night Live for Mormons <laughs> kind of show. Just, it, it was random, but like you got to write, you got to perform, which is yeah. pretty cool. So I was. Um, an actor and a writer and director first time director on this sketch comedy show called studio c which was mm-hmm. a family friendly uh clean sketch comedy show so imagine snl but without like the bad words um <laughs> and so <laughs> i was brought on as a cast member and a writer um and just mm-hmm. kind of throw I when I got the job I essentially had one week to pack everything and move to Utah for like five or six months and so I was there um yeah it was kind of like it felt like grad school for sketch comedy because I just immediately was thrown in and went from to writing like three sketches a week and you know trying to cast myself and make my own characters and you know uh stuff like that and so it airs on BYU TV and also mm-hmm. on the YouTube on YouTube they have um, a following of about like two and a half million and then wow. you know it's on basic cable or on the BYU TV app um, byutv.org I have that all down because I had to you know learn to say all that very quickly yes <laughs> um, yes but it was really it was really um it was a really enriching experience because I feel like I learned so much and um got the chance to you know perform characters and and comedy uh live it was in front of a studio audience um yeah we had certain shows in front of I don't I don't know how many people fit in that theater must have been at least 300 you know people coming in Utah nonetheless which was so crazy because I didn't even know that that was a thing um and it's so spread out too so people were driving like miles to to come and see yeah mm-hmm. almost Dude. almost like the roller skaters going out yeah. to like Fountain Valley or <laughs> San Diego whatever yeah they are traveling far to see some some good old-fashioned Mormon comedy <laughs> <laughs> some clean some clean comedy 
Yeah, some clean. Uh, and and the, the thing is with it, it was like while the the network and the the channel is uh, LDS, and while it is like Latter Day Saints, um, yeah, the the show itself isn't, which is yeah. I think where um, it was interesting because when we came in, you know, they brought in new cast members who were not part of the church. And you know, kind of having yeah, to explain you. to people, including me, yeah, because I'm not a, a a a member of the of the Church of Latter Day Saints, but it, it was yeah. um interesting coming in and essentially explaining that how like you know the the show itself is just comedy that everyone can enjoy, um, but it happens to be on this network where that is primarily for um, LDS the LDS community. So it was an interesting experience, definitely learning a lot about Utah, learning a lot about uh, the LDS community, learning a lot about uh, how there ain't no Black people in Utah. <laughs> yes, except for my cousin. My cousin lives in Salt Lake City, but like, I've, yeah, I've never there been. There we go. In Provo, it's 0.08% Black. So wow what does I that even mean you know what i mean like what is like <laughs> yeah what does like 0.8 percent mean this no is like, not this... 0.8 0.08 <laughs> so it's like ha half of a person <laughs> exactly it was um it was one of those things where there were times where i would be driving and i would look to the side and see I saw this girl I would see a, a white guy driving in the car and then next to him would be it was like a black girl with braids and I looked over and I just kind of looked at her and she looked at me and then oh my god she, she looked at him and she was like <laughs> and I heard her be like roll down the window roll down the window <laughs> and so we both rolled down the window and we were like hey girl oh yes oh my gosh this is so exciting okay well have a good life see you girl <laughs> <laughs> I like, see you. I see you. <laughs> that's like that's an epic nod. That was an epic nod. It happens more. It happened more than once. Like not that car specifically thing, but I remember another story quickly was like my mom was in town and I was showing her like where I worked out. Like there was a track, the BYU had they had a, a track that was open to everyone. And so I took her to the yeah. track and she was visiting. I was like, Yeah, this is where I go. I, I like to run. And so we walked by and we walked by an office. And there was a lady, a black lady, again, with braids. Mm -hmm. And we both walked by and we were both like, ooh, fun. And so <laughs> we walked by her. I showed her the track and my mom was like, should we go back and say hi to that lady before she goes away? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so we ran back and then we saw her like running in and we were, just, we were both like, I was looking for you. And she was like, I was looking for oh, you. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my and goodness. Now I, I, follow her on Instagram and she is a lovely lady who I keep in contact with because it was just wow. that's what it was like out there you know you see someone that looks like you and you just get excited wow you know wow <laughs> oh it was I like else. I like that I like that version over like you know you're going to stores and getting stared at like I I know um I know this one woman um that like her study abroad in Japan like she mm -hmm. was 
um, just getting photographed and like uh, mm-hmm. followed and stared at because they, it, you know, she was like a novelty, you know, as a, as a black woman, you know, traveling. Mm-hmm. So like, I like, I like the idea that you're in a place and you're seeing people like you, even though few and far between, but like, you're all connecting with each other, but you you didn't have that experience necessarily of you being like stared at or like, you know, we're, what are you doing here? Kind of feeling. Well, you didn't have that. I definitely had my fair share of those two. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, have definitely, uh, unfortunately have been kicked out of spaces uh, because they refused to serve us. Um, and then threatened to call the police. Like I definitely had my wow. fair share of that. Um, I've Utah. My, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've had a fair share of. I remember <laughs> my. Uh, I moved into a house there because rent is dirt cheap. Uh, which yeah. is one of the good things you know about being in Utah. Um, and being on a show, you know, you live like royalty <laughs> because. Yeah uh the rent is so cheap I anyway mean, so mm-hmm. yeah even even like you were telling me about like the 25 dollar membership to go roller skating all the time yeah. like even that it's that's great. like a steal yeah yeah and so we're moving into we're moving into this house and i didn't i personally didn't catch it but my you know there was one other black member on the cast and so uh we're moving into this house and one of the neighbor our, uh, he was the other cast member he was helping me move in and they were asking one of the neighbors came out like oh hi and they saw me and him moving in um and my uncle who was helping me and they're like hey uh how's it going oh well where are you where are you coming from uh how long are you gonna be here like what's going on like blah blah, blah. and so he got pissed because of the question like how long are you gonna be here and he just kind of looked at them right. and said forever <laughs> nice <laughs> For the rest of your life. (laughs) And we're going to play loud music and we're going to be roller skating and we're going to be just disturbing every community. Yeah. And so just, um, yeah, I've definitely had my fair share of those experiences. Um, But at the end of the day, it's really, it's, I try to think about the amazing other Black people that I've met there and how it's been fun to get to know. Like, even um, I had a birthday party this year or last year at a party. Um, and it was, I, it was at the roller rink. I rented out the roller rink, uh, from midnight to 3am and it was a like 2000s themed birthday party. And I essentially, like I invited the cast and the crew, but I also invited like any of the black people that I had met. Cause I just wanted us all to be like together. And it was so fun to just have them there and just be like, oh, these are people that I've met and that I am excited to just be have in my life, whether I see them, you know, even if I don't see them for a really long time, it'll be really exciting. It's a, it was exciting to have that connection. Oh, wow. And it was, it was lit. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so lit. Um, it, yeah, the, part, the party was great. They were great. And I became, and 
one thing that I did when I was there was because I, I just moved out when I just moved out there. I didn't have a lot of friends, you know, trying to find hot things to do. And I went to the BYU Black Student Union. And then that's how I made some friends, too, just by like, believe it or not, they have a Black Student <laughs> Union. And so yeah, I went yeah. there oh. and, and um, became really good friends with the, a few of the people there. One Actually, I don't know if she's the president right now, but she was mm -hmm. last year and she's like one of my great friends now just because I decided well she we followed each other on socials and then I was like I want to go to a meeting she was like girl come through like come on come on and so then I came and just start even when they were like literally <laughs> I don't know even when they were like sometimes they would just have study sessions and I'd be like I don't have nothing to do on a Monday night like I guess I'm gonna come and read a book or something or just you know shoot yeah. the shit with you guys and just hang out and just have a good time and um see a movie or um i don't know um but yeah, yeah. It, it was it was interesting experience living out there but and also there was a lot of skiing lot. i imagine there was yeah <laughs> and i imagine there was a lot of skiing too you know it's funny i actually while i was there i did not ski once I do know how to ski I don't know if I've told you this story but like I used to when I was younger so I was in it has a rap but I was in Jack and Jill when I was a kid I don't know if you know yeah it. Jack and, yeah I was in Jack and so we would have these ski trips and so that's how I learned how to ski and I remember this mm -hmm. one year I was like seven or eight and mm -hmm. I'm from the you know I'm from Connecticut so you know snow yeah. ain't no thing um, and so we're in Vermont and I'm, a, again, I'm a bigger kid, so I look older. And so they, I'm mm -hmm. like seven, but they place me with like the 12 and the 13 year olds oh, wow. and they go to the top of the mountain. And again, seven years old, I don't know how to go to the top of the mountain. I like barely know what pizzaing is for the skiers. <laughs> you know, when you pizza, it's oh, like yeah. when you, you put your skis yeah, like pizza, a triangle. Pizza, French fries, pizza, yeah, French fries. Yeah, pizza, French fries. Yeah. I barely. I, I know I'm that just... from South Park. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. So I barely know pizza, French fry. And mm -hmm. they're talking about, oh, we got to go to, we're going to the top of the mountain. I was like, okay, sure. And so we're getting up there. I barely know how to get off the ski lift. And oh. so I, I get off the lift and then they're all huddled up and then they just leave. They're like, okay, here we go. And so they all go. And mind oh you, this is God. like a class too. And so I'm just placed with them. They're like, here we go. And so they, they, they all didn't go. ask how old you were. They just assumed no man, she's yeah. old enough. Wow. It was just a, it was a big, it is a blur, but I just remember getting to them being like I don't even know how to get off this thing what the heck and then then they all leave and so I'm there at the top of this mountain by myself like literally by myself I'm like very scared I don't know what to do and then kind of going back to me going to the um skating class I was like April seven-year-old me is like April you have to be brave just try <laughs> it like you can do it it's okay you just have to you just have to be brave you just have to try it <laughs> and so I get ready I start going down the hill I fall immediately like <laughs> uh -huh. truly just 
boom, fall. And then by then I'm over it. I was just like, oh no, I can't do this. I'm, I start bawling and I'm just crying, crying until somebody oh. comes to get me. I'm still, I'm still crying. This older, this adult comes up to me and was like, where are your parents? And I was like, I could ask this name. I don't know. I'm seven. I'm at the top of a mountain. I don't even know what, I don't even know if I'm in Vermont or New Hampshire. Like what's going on? So I'm still crying and I don't stop crying until they bring a guy, um, what is it? In a snowmobile pulls up with a stretcher. Wow. Puts me on the stretcher, covers me in tarp and then rides me to the bottom of the hill. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh <laughs> how could they let this happen to me like how could this happen and and thinking about it now from my mom's perspective it's probably really it was probably really one either traumatizing to see to know that the snowmobile with the tarp the covered tarp is your daughter because you either don't know what's happening to her or two oh, you see it, she, she sees it and she's like are you kidding me april Jesus Christ. <laughs> like it was one of the two and I don't know which one it was. <laughs> it's kind of a mix of both, but like it was pro- but gratitude. Still yeah. gratitude. It was probably okay. And I just remember crying and being like, How like how could you let them take me? How could you let this happen? Like I, I was all alone. They they left me. <laughs> Oh. It was it was so dramatic, but I remember it so clearly. Um, and I did ski again after that. I just <laughs> remember that's just like my most dramatic, memorable skiing experience. But I did a lot of sledding actually while I was in Utah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, nice. So that was really fun because I love sledding. Um, I haven't but- done that in a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, and and I will say though, because I again from I'm from Connecticut, so like the sledding when I was a kid was like, oh, you just go to a golf course with a lot of hills and you right. just make your own jumps. You have a lot of fun there. But the sledding yeah. that's sanctioned is so much safer and so much more boring. <laughs> so I'm trying to have as much mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's just not quite there. But you know, it was still really fun. So it wasn't like I'm I I was like imagining like Caillou like tobogganing in Utah. So it wasn't like that. No, it was more like they had, you know, the tubes and then you go it like there's like a a conveyor belt that takes you to like the top of a hill wow. and then there's like a couple valleys and peaks and then then you do it again. Oh. I mean yeah. that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun, but then it's No, it it is really fun. I think there was just something different about, you know, when you were a kid and you had to run up to the top of a hill on your own yeah. and you just, you go as fast as you can and, you know, stuff like that. It was, this was a little bit more like managed. Much more fun. managed. Like when I was in high school, I remember going sledding and making a jump and just like, going down the jump with my friend and as we were airborne being like this was a horrible idea (laughs) and then just like (laughs) crashing (laughs) but that's like awesome you know but it was so fun I think about it yeah (laughs) but you don't get that when you do sanctioned safe 
uh, sledding. Oh, all but, right. Well, they Utah <laughs> needs to step step it up. Step it up. Let's get more you, dangerous. You have yeah, the, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's have some adventure, Utah. Uh, okay, so so okay, so this is awesome. You are a super hard worker. Um, you. you you are always writing. You're super disciplined. Um, you went to Utah to write, like amazing. <laughs> that that's incredible. Because like, you. if I to me, I'd be like, um, I. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but like you, you did that, and you learned so much. Really cool. Thank you. Um, and so you know, as part of like you know your hard work, um, you know, building your steps out here in Hollywood, you are related to comedic royalty. <laughs> I am. Your cousin is Miss- Chris Rock. Yes, that's true. He is of a different generation. Um, mm-hmm. But I imagine, like, he gives really great advice to you, pro tips. Um, what was sort of, like, the most helpful advice that he's yeah. ever given you? Well, he actually was the one who told me that I needed to write. So I will definitely give him full credit for that. That little mm-hmm. diddy bop. That was all, all, yes. truly all him. Because I was, like, 10 or, like, 11 or something. It's like a little twerp running around in his house and <laughs> playing with his daughters. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do what you're doing. Like, I'm going to be an actor just like I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to be an actor just like you. And mm-hmm. he was like, OK, well, get ready to write because no one's going to write anything for you. And I was just wow. Like, so already as a kid, he he's already giving that that mm-hmm. laying down that that seed because yeah, it's true, especially as a black performer. Yeah, that's literally what he. That's the only thing he said. He was like, "Cool, well, get ready to write because no one's gonna do that for you." And then he, he just like walked away. And I was like, huh, "Interesting, writing. What is, <laughs> what is what is that?" Anyways, back to being a twerp in your house. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that it, was that stayed with you though. Yeah, literally. I mean, yeah, it it was the first thing and probably the most important thing that he told me. Um, and I didn't. It didn't really hit me until later when, again, I'm at Pepperdine, and mm-hmm. no one's. You know, I'm not getting. I I got cast in my only Pepperdine show my last semester of my senior year. Mm-hmm. and I'm watching people film shorts without you know I'm, I'm not in the shorts that people are filming I, in one instance I remember being in a production meeting with mm-hmm. people about this like sketch that they wanted to film and I was like cool well let's just you know they're like oh yeah we'll finish writing it and then we'll let you know when we want to do it I was like okay great and then the very next day I saw them filming it and I wow. was like okay 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 got it got it so he was right um so I worked with my friend Paige Elson to make um a sketch I mean um we made a web show and so that was Mm -hmm. well I was in high school and I did like tried writing I was like oh this is so cheesy I, I don't like my writing but then this was the first time I was like okay buckle down like write produce make your own stuff because yeah you're the only one who's really gonna do that advocacy or advocate for you at first and so um I would say that was the best 
piece of advice. And then also uh, recently he was like, I wouldn't be anywhere that I am today without the people that I like came up with essentially. So he was like, your friends, whatever. And that kind of goes along with what, um, you know, our mentor Amy says, you know, you'd be nowhere without yeah. your tribe. So right. it was like, he was like, whatever your friends are doing, just stick with them because you guys will build each other up. Right. Yes. Network across. Mm-hmm. So important. So I want to play a game with you before I let you go. Uh-huh. Um, you are a fan of How I Met Your Mother. Yes. You are one of the brave <laughs> right now watching How I Met Your Father. I okay. couldn't get through it. Hear me out. And I Hear feel me out. bad. Hear me out. Hear me out. First episode, it's, it's you know, it's rough, okay? But yeah. the second episode, I was like, I was laughing you know oh okay I and I said that to some of my friends too, who are also diehard how I met your mother fans yeah because one of them and I was watch. she was texting me in live live time as she was watching it and she was like oh April is first episode uh, uh, what's going on here and I was like I know I know but the second episode it's not bad it's you're gonna mm-hmm. I and and I remember thinking that while I was watching it because there were times where I had like an unintentional hearty chuckle and I was like oh well if I'm laughing then there's something to it yeah it's not, it's <laughs> so, not so horrible okay so I'm gonna try give it a, I heard that I there's know. I heard that there's a really funny moment with like an aspirin and a kid or something like in the oh. fourth episode oh I, I haven't gotten that far yet yeah okay yeah i heard that there's like the this one person talking about it was like Mm -hmm. for four episodes i did not laugh until that one moment (laughs) um but but the one thing is that um the the person that i was listening to was saying how uh and i felt the same way because they use the same theme song Mm -hmm. and it's like you hear the theme song and and so you long for the old show Mm-hmm. And then also people people currently are kind of salty because uh because of the the fact that the Lizzie McGuire show isn't happening the reboot mm-hmm. and her character kind of sort of could be like Lizzie McGuire Chris Lowell could kind of be like a Gordo like you know there there is um there's something there that's such a good point there's a connection there is a connection there so let's I want to play a game with you in honor of how I met your mother. Uh-huh. It's a BuzzFeed game. <laughs> what him yum character are you? Oh, okay. So first question, choose an accessory. Paint supplies, basketball, suit, scotch, notepad, or my playbook. Okay. And can you say that one more time for dramatic effect and because I don't remember? <laughs> my playbook. <laughs> Notepad, scotch, mm-hmm. suit, mm-hmm. basketball, or paint supplies? I would probably say basketball. All right. Next question. Choose a jacket. 
Um, and so there are these, it doesn't say, it just has like these different kinds of trench coats. So there's one that's kind of like a bomber jacket. There's one with like uh, a woman in like a wool jacket. Mm -hmm. uh, there's someone in uh, like a really nice kind of Burberry looking trench coat. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's uh, a sophisticated um, uh, guy with a kind of wool coat. And then there's um, like a, a single breasted trench coat and then there's one that's like an outdoorsy an outdoorsy oh. kind of like rei jacket too okay. which one i'm definitely a, bo a bomber jacket okay mm -hmm. all right pick a him yum quote because sometimes even if you know how something's gonna end that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the ride next quote mm -hmm. You're so afraid of any kind of change, so terrified of anything new, so desperate to cling to anything comfortable and familiar. Next quote, you can't just skip ahead to where you think your life should be. Ooh. Next quote, whenever I'm sad, I stop being sad and be awesome instead. Next quote. That's life, you know. You never end up where you want where you thought you wanted to be. Last quote. Sometimes love means taking a step back. If you care about somebody, you should want them to be happy even if you wind up being left out. I don't remember anyone saying any of these things. <laughs> I but remember which one are you? I <laughs> I remember actually <laughs> some of those, actually. I'm going to say the third one, which was the one, like, um, I just, I was taking notes. And so I, I under, I put an underline under three, whichever that one is. That's the which one. I guess the sad one, whenever I'm sad, whenever no, I'm right sad, I stop that being sad. Uh, ooh, you, you can't. can't skip. Yeah, you yeah. You can't that. just skip ahead to where you think your life should be. Okay. Choose a place to visit, Argentina, Shelter Island, Hawaii, Aruba, Scotland, or Canada. Aruba. And they misspelled Canada, Canada too. Aruba. BuzzFeed, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I know, BuzzFeed. Get, step it up. But I mean, it's a really old quiz. Okay, what's your <laughs> long life goal? It's an old quiz, but Canada's always yeah. been spelled the same. That's what's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, somehow that's never changed. But yeah, yes. I'm You're sorry. Right. Keep going. <laughs> What's your long life goal? Okay. One, to save the planet. Two, mm -hmm. to meet the one. Three, to start a family. Four, to get my parents' respect. Five, to have a good time. Or six, to have a, su a successful career. I'm between five and six, so I'll probably say six. Have a successful career. Choose an animal, horse, cat, goat, teacup pig, dog, or no. There's a big blue box that says no. Teacup pig. Cute. Choose I remember a hobby. what that episode's from. Choose a hobby, traveling, music, target practice, art, 
personality changes, personally, cha- oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> personally challenges, I don't know what that means, or hmm. cooking. Music. Next question. How do you feel about kids? I want two. I want as many as possible. This is very cringy. I don't like asking people this, but like, I want two. I want as many as possible. I love kids so much. Ew. Or they can smell fear. Or I want to be a parent so bad. Uh, Probably the first one. The one that's like, I want two. I want two. That's probably like the safest option. You're Marshall. I knew I was going to be Marshall. I literally knew I was going to be Marshall. <laughs> I, I I always love uh, Jason Siegel. Uh, anyway, I had always had like a little crush on him. So like, okay, so Marshall's, Marshall Erickson, you're a total cuddle bear with a gigantic mm-hmm. heart. You're incredibly sweet and would bend over backward for your family and friends. Yep. You're also very confident in who you are. Wow, April Ron brand. I have a picture to show you. I know that the, the people can't see it, but this is hilarious. yes, but we can describe We're, it. Yeah, it's a picture of me and Jason what? Siegel. you met him. You <laughs> met Jason Siegel, <laughs> and he looks really very dapper in a tuxedo, and you look beautiful in like a white dress. OMG, how really did this happen? It. And what did he smell like? Everybody smelled like money that night because I was at the Oscars. (laughs) What? Yeah, it was a, that was, it's funny because I just told this story. We had like a tribe, our mentorship program had a little happy hour for people who could not go to the in-person meeting. Yes. Um, And so I talked about this story my night at the oscars and i was like yeah (laughs) it doesn't go any further than here like you know i peaked i met leo i touched his oscar like i you can't there's nowhere to go from there how did you touch his oscar did you touch with one finger or did you do like a up and down stroke it was a graze it was a graze (laughs) did you say sorry did you no. say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. You graced with your arm? It was just like, he was around. Here, another picture. Oh, my God. Is that your mom? That's my cousin. Oh, with Oh, okay. So your cousin with Leo. Wow. Me, my cousin, and Leo. And wow. he had Why it was that night. And so I was just like. Was, it that, was this like at the Vandy Fair party? I have no idea. I don't know why Jason Siegel is at the Oscars. That's a great question. (laughs) I mean, I love how I met your mother, but like, what you doing here? I feel like that lady in Utah. I feel like that lady in Utah. Like, what are you doing here? How long are you going to be here for? How long are you going to be around? That's such a good, but you know, I didn't even think to think about like the people that I met and why were they at the Oscars? I just assume, I'm just like, well, you're famous. Of course. Yes. Welcome to where you belong. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I mean, he looked the part. He looked very handsome. Yeah, and uh, that Leo wasn't at the Vanity Fair party. That was at the Oscars. That was a, the me and wow. Jason Siegel. That photo is from 
the Dolby, uh, what's it called? The Dolby theater. Center, the Dolby Theater lobby. I was just walking wow. around like a like a creep, <laughs> being like, who, who, who will take a picture with me? Who? I'll show you one. What I'll a- show you one more. Yes. I'll show you one more. There we oh go. my god. Is that Chadwick? Yeah. OMG. Wow. Like <laughs> you you told it looks very, very uh yeah, very couple couple <laughs> shot. Beautiful. Oh my god, and your dress is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank what was you, that like you. preparing to go to the Oscars? Like, <clears throat> how did you get your dress? Oh my goodness. Yeah, it- it's funny because again, um, I was just <laughs> I was just like retelling the story how um, so pretty much it was like the week before, and I um it this was right before my spring break I was still at, at, in school, and yeah um all my friends were like are you going to the Oscars like are you going you should go you should go and I was like I'm not gonna go to the Oscars like what chill out and they're like well you should yeah. ask just ask like you never know blah 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 yeah and so I was like okay fine and this is like two days before my spring break I'm in class like a class and I just I texted Chris and I was like hey so I know you're like super busy um because he was a host <laughs> right <laughs> so I was like I know you're like super busy right now do you say super busy with like long wide like five wives <laughs> yeah super busy um and I I know like uh, a lot of people but listen if you happen to have an extra ticket to wow. the Oscars I am in town and would love to come and I'm like, starstruck right now <laughs> oh my god I was like okay I did it I did it and I think like imme- not like it was like within the hour he texted me back and he was like yeah yeah you're good or he oh was like my text, text Brant text Brant text, his, text my assistant and I was like wait wait what oh my gosh wait what wait huh oh my gosh and so <laughs> me and my oh, friend and, and mind you shit. this is like this is like a cool three days before the Oscars. Wow. Like, this is like three days. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting an actual yes. Oh, well, now I have to prepare. And so <laughs> I like went to the mall in the valley, Topanga Canyon Mall um, with my friends. <laughs> Big up to the mall because I, yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. I, I was basically born in a mall. Yes. Big yes. up to the mall. To pick oh, a wait, canyon. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. Because you had the Pacific Palisades Mall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Paramus, Paramus Park. We have oh, Paramus gotcha. Park and we have Garden State, Garden State Plaza. Got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love all those malls. Anyway, so yes. there's the Canyon Mall, one of the best malls in the valley in California, if you ask me. <laughs> um, and I went with my friend Izzy and I was like, I have to find a dress. Like, what do I, what do I wear? And, and so we went to <laughs> call me Blue Cantrell because I went to Neiman Marcus on a shopping nice. spree with money that I did not have. 
but I had to go to the Oscars, so I had to make it work. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is the montage. This is the music this for the, the montage. Literally the montage. Huh? Me having a bunch of different dresses and my friend, like, thumbs up. Or like, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so I it found was a just dress. the text. All you had to do was just send a text and like you got you got a chance to like hobnob with with Leo and Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. It was just a text. Wow. And I didn't Did even know. To go? It was just Oh you. no, it was just me. <laughs> it was just and me. How did you get there? You just you got in your little car and you went. And the, and so then I I got the dress, I got like my nails done last minute, got my brows done, you know, the important things. Um, And then I went to meet my cousin, my aunt and his sister at a hotel Mm -hmm. and they were, you know, getting ready and then we left from there. And so we all Mm -hmm. took like a car together there and then we went through like security and, you know, then did the Oscar thing and then just went to the park, like the parties and there were some that, you know, no phones. I like uh it was i peaked i literally peaked <laughs> that's um, amazing and then and, it was and what a sweet what a sweet cousin you have truly the best he always says he's like you can't say i don't take care of you yeah yeah because like my my cousin wrote a recommendation for me to uh get into college and like yeah thanks thanks peter but like yeah yeah. (laughs) but i don't know i don't (laughs) but i don't know if pierre would be like oh yeah just get a dress and come on like that's that's awesome it was crazy yeah and just being able to accompany and just see what that was like at such a, and I wasn't even, tw- uh, and the thing is, I don't even, um, I don't drink anyway. So I was 20. I wasn't even 21 yet. Wow. It was like a couple months before my 21st birthday. So I was the official, like, go get the drinks for my cousin, for like mm-hmm. my cousin, aunt, my his sister, uh, and yeah. just like, walking around being like okay here you go here you go and just like so I was so so I was completely saying that to say I was completely sober during all of this too yeah so I remember yeah. everything like so clearly and wow just like the the night that I had and it's funny to me because I think about the stories that I have and I'm like this was so important to me but to this celebrity it was probably like that's just a Wednesday night <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, maybe Jason Siegel, maybe just Jason Siegel, because it was just like, yeah, I, I don't know, yeah, exactly, like you know, how did how did Jason Siegel get there? But for Leo, that was huge <laughs> because like he finally won his Oscar that he you know had always wanted, and and he he made that that happen for himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before before the apocalypse, so like apocalypse. yeah, so like <laughs> you know, so that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Omg, April, I could talk to you forever. You're <laughs> amazing. Um, I'm so excited for everything that you're doing. Uh, how can people find you? Or do you um, want people to find you? I'm off the grid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, April Rock underscore. 
Um, and I think it's the same on Twitter and the same on TikTok. I don't use Twitter as much as I want to, but feel free to follow me there too. Um, and same with TikTok, but I can send some good TikToks. So if you want to follow me, I'll follow you back and I'll just send you TikToks that I see on my feed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, I'll do that. I, my, my son, my son makes TikToks on my account and occasionally oh, I, I do too. And it's funny too, because I, I think I'm like more cerebral about like what kind of like video I would make whereas like he just kind of goes for it and he gets way more views so it goes to show goes to show that the you know the children know no TikTok better the kids know the kids, kids know. know okay yeah. thank you so much we'll see you next week I'm Yummy Coco keep your lamplight trimmed and burning bye bye